0: Family man. Oh, he was not a Scrooge, he was kind, generous, and upright in his dealings with others. But he just didn't believe all that incarnation stuff which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just didn't make sense, and he was too honest to pretend otherwise. He just couldn't swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. I'm truly sorry to distress you, he told his wife, but I'm not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite, that he'd much rather just stay at home, but that he would wait up for them. Shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. As he sat in his fireside chair and read the newspaper, he was startled by a thudding sound. And then another, and then another, At first he thought someone must be throwing snowballs against the house, but when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the snow. They had been caught in the storm and, in a desperate search for shelter, had tried to fly through his living room window. Well, he couldn't let those poor creatures just lie there and freeze. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. Quickly, he put on a coat and galoshes and tramped through the deepening snow to the barn. He opened the doors wide and turned on a light so the birds would know the way in. But the birds did not come in. He figured food would entice them, so he hurried back to the house, fetched breadcrumbs, and sprinkled them on the snow, making a trail to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs. He tried catching them. He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them and waving his arms, but instead they scattered in every direction, except into the warm, lighted barn. And then he realized they were afraid of him. To them, he reasoned, I'm a strange and terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, that I'm not trying to hurt them, but to help them. But how? And he thought to himself, if only I could be a bird and talk to them, and mingle with them, and speak their language, and tell them not to be afraid, then I could show them the way to the safe, warm barn. But I would have to be one of them so they could see, and hear, and understand. At that moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind. And he stood there, listening to the bells, pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. And he sank to his knees in the snow.
1: Well good morning. Merry Christmas. We celebrate and worship this morning a God who became one of us. Let's worship together.
2: Oh come let us adore him. Oh come let us adore him. Oh come let, us adore him. O come, let If I...
3: Oh, my God.
1: place to sit. We have lots of seating on the far extreme sides, lots of seating on both of these sides. Otherwise, you might have to ask somebody to, uh, to scooch. That's a, that's a Texas word, Gordon, scooch. Yeah. So, uh, hey, want to remind you, we are not going to have a 6 p.m. service tonight, so we are encouraging you to have great family time tonight. And I need uh, one <laughs> announcement, and that is Dorothy DeWeese. Dorothy, where are you? I saw you earlier. Where's Dorothy? There she is back there, Dorothy DeWeese, 101 tomorrow. Yes, yes, love that. Merry Christmas and happy birthday. Gordon, come call us to worship this morning.
4: (coughs) Suddenly I feel really, really young. (laughs) Love you, Dorothy. (coughs) Merry Christmas. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Let's pray. We join Lord Jesus. We join that chorus today. Glory to God on the highest. With grateful hearts, we come to worship you. In your name we pray, amen. Let's be standing as we
1: join
2: the angels. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing joyous is strange Yeah. Be
1: seated, please. If you're going to be helping us serve communion this morning, you can go ahead and move into position for that. Brian Borden is going to come and share with us around the bread and around the cup. In just a moment, I got one more song, Bordo. Sorry, you, you are ready, and I love that about you. Yeah. let's sing this. Uh, let's sing this one verse.
2: Why did my My Savior Savior come to earth? earth?
5: Good morning. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Preston Crest. Well, evidently, much like my kids this morning, anxious, excited, up a little early. I was up a little early before on communion, evidently, so apologize about that. But I love the excitement that this day brings. And we've got three children, ages four, seven, and nine. So you can imagine the excitement this week has brought, the anticipation The talking, the longing, when are we going to be able to open presents? When are we able to do this? And just the excitement in the home. And then this morning as as little Hallie Mae came traipsing through it, 6.30 this morning, with the whisper, is it time yet? (laughs) And we went, oh yeah, it's time and the excitement of them opening their gifts and us just celebrating family, celebrating the gifts that we got, the gifts that we had given. And this morning, as we think back to the greatest gift given of all time, a gift that brings life, a gift that brings eternity, One that is brought not out of regret, but one out of love. In fact, predicted back in Isaiah 9, the prophet writes, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. And that's what we celebrate now. As we gather around the table, as we gather around and we take the bread and the cup, we remember, we remember Jesus coming to earth like us. Fragile. And he came like us. And he lived a life that was perfect. But he went through what we go through. But he did it perfectly. And because of that, his reward was to be crucified, to be put in a tomb. But like this passage says, his kingdom will reign forever. Because when they went back three days later, that tomb was empty. See, it all started in a manger and it ended with an empty tomb and a risen Lord. And that's what we celebrate, that we don't walk through this life alone. We don't walk through this life with fear. We walk through with confidence and with peace knowing that we have a God, one, that understands us, too, that has conquered death and conquered sin and loves us so much. Let's pray. Father God, you are good all the time. You are holy. God, in the midst of storms in life, I know this week, God, we have lost loved ones. We have people that are suffering with illnesses. We have people that are suffering with debt, or all kind of issues that this life will throw at us. But we serve a God that has overcome this world. And it started with you, Jesus. It started with you saying, yes, that we were, for some reason, worthy enough for you to come to this earth and die for us. And that is a love that we are continually seeking to understand Thank you, Jesus, for your body. As we take this bread, God, may we do it remembering the sacrifice that you made for us. In your name we pray. Amen.
3: Is His mercy will lead us, the grace of God, feed us. Making us hungry for more. His body was given for you and for me. Look on the cross and believe. The bread has been broken. Our eyes have been opened. Oh, come, Lord, restore
6: At this point in our worship, we are eating unleavened bread. Our purpose, it represents in the New Testament the body of Jesus Christ. In no sense is it the actual physical body of Christ, yet it is a symbol to us of that body, and Christians all over the world for more than 2,000 years, on every first day of the week, remember the body of Christ. As we look back at the cross and we see the face of Jesus, we see his love. We can look at his hands and we feel his welcome. We look at his side and we see the bleeding of grace and mercy. And when we look at his feet, we realize that he walked in our very shoes. These are some of our thoughts as we eat the bread. We remember this is the body of Christ.
3: The bread has been broken. Our eyes have been opened. Oh, come, Lord, restore and renew. Your word has been spoken,
7: so humbled and broken. We do all in remembrance of you.
2: The bread has She's been broken. Up name above all names, beautiful Beautiful Savior, Savior, glorious Lord, 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 Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer,
5: Let's continue the celebration father god again you are good there is none like you thank you thank you thank you thank you jesus for for coming down and becoming like your creation for living a perfect life becoming the perfect spotless lamb that washes away our sins And thank you for not staying in that tomb, but showing that you are God and conquering death, conquering our sin, that we don't have to live in fear. And as we take this cup, may we remember the blood that was shed, that washes us clean, not for us to live in fear and guilt and shame, but to live as free men and women to celebrate that greatest gift of freedom that you gave us through Jesus. And it's your name we pray. Amen.
7: I come expecting Jesus to meet me in this place Expecting to receive His mercy and His grace. When I eat the bread and drink the wine, it will be a holy moment in time. I come expecting Jesus to.
8: As we continue in our time of communion with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we now partake of the fruit of the vine. When Jesus took the cup, he said, This is my blood. Now, of course, this is not the actual blood of Jesus, but it is our reminder on each first day of the week of the sacrifice he made for each of us. We drink in both thoughtful reflection of what he did for us and in a spirit of celebration and praise for the hope we have in him. I
7: come expecting Jesus to meet. Expecting Jesus to meet me in this place. I come expecting to receive His mercy and His grace.
1: ask that everybody take one of these cards and fill those out. Drop those in their offering trays as they are passed or you can use the QR code, visitors and members. And uh, if you are a first time visitor, I'm going to ask that uh, you hang on to this card and take it back to our information center when our service is complete and uh, we have a special first time visitor gift for you. Uh, for end of the year giving, just a word about that. You'll notice under Sprint to the Finish, the inside cover there, some uh, some instructions for uh, for end of the year giving. That needs to be in the office by end of uh, end of the day, Friday the thirtieth, or postmarked December thirty first. And then there's also a word about the online giving option as well. Let's bow as we prepare for our offering time this morning. Father God, we indeed are thankful. For the perfect gift of your son. And we celebrate him today. We celebrate you. We celebrate family. Father, it's because of your gift that we now give. Bless us during this time of offering and giving. In the name of Jesus, amen. As we're passing the trays this morning, we're going to go ahead and start uh, showing you some pictures. About a week and a half ago, uh, a few of us came and, uh, and we delivered the, uh, the Share the Joy toy bags and clothing bags to, uh, to those children at Wallace Elementary. Let's go ahead and start those. You can watch this. Precious, precious children. Oh,
2: God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh, God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Well, I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn And step by step You'll lead me And I will follow you All my days Oh God You lead me, and I will follow you all my days, and I will follow you all of my days, and I will follow
3: you all of my days,
2: and And step by step you lead me, and I will follow you all.
3: What which color I had because I forgot, and then and and then the bat Batman pajamas are costume I don't even know. And new boots, new boots, and new pants, and new dress. Thank you for my new dress. Thank you for my vest. Thank you
7: for my new sweater. Joyful
1: Sweet teachers at Wallace Elementary sent that to us and, and want to say thank you. Thank you, church. All right. Let's stand as we prepare. We're going to sing one more song before Gordon gets up to share with us. Said the night wind
2: to the little lamb, do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb, do you see what I see? A star, a star. Dancing in the night
4: with a tail. Visiting with us. We're very glad that you're here with us this morning. As someone asked me this morning, there's no sermon outline in the bulletin. Does that mean the sermon's going to be short? Yes, it does. (laughs) Young parents who are struggling to control your babies, yes, it does. It'll be shorter. Um, We're glad, though, that you're here. I did want to say one thing. Next week, I'm going to start a series that will launch for the first couple of months in the book, in the new year in 2017, called Body and Soul. (laughs) And uh, it's going to be about God's view. We're going to dig into Scripture, God's view of the whole you, of your of your body and your soul, and the change that God can bring from the inside out in your life along with that there's going to be a Facebook page that you'll be invited to join where you can put any New year's resolution you have it could be something uh, more on the soul side the uh, you know you're to, I've, a lot of people say they're going to continue that daily Bible reading next year one year Bible stuff uh, it could be uh, a prayer, a habit that you're trying to get into, it can be a a financial decision, like we're going to get out of debt this year, we're going to, whatever, cut up the credit cards or something, New Year's resolution, it could be something like losing weight, it could be I'm going to start working out, body and soul, God cares about all of you, and so that Facebook page that you can, optional, you can join if you want, you can put your resolution, there's some accountability there, uh, as well as hopefully encouragement that will go on member to member as the year uh, begins, starting next week, body and soul. Well, Christmas, has there ever been a day in the history of humankind that has caused such an impact as that? I mean, Christmas Day divides all of time from B.C. to A.D. Christmas has inspired some of the world's greatest arts and music. I think of Handel's Messiah or the even more... Uh, monumental work, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Christmas has inspired such such creativity. A little bit of trivia. This is not Christmas related, but there is a point to it. The Beatles, of course, one of the most recorded and, and covered bands in all of that. Covered just means uh, their music has been recorded in different versions by different artists. But the, the number one covered song of the Beatles is Yesterday, And it's been covered, in other words, there's 3,000, there's different versions. 3,000 different versions of that song have been written by different artists. So, to put that in perspective, check this out. The Christmas song, Silent Night, there are a few more than 3,000 versions of that. According to Spotify, there are 26,496 different versions of Silent Night. Wow, right? Um, How about this? Uh, The best-selling song of all time, LP, single song, is Bing Crosby's White Christmas, and that is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Think about that for a second. Uh, The greatest-selling song of all time is a song written about one day in the year, about Christmas Day, and not just a day, Christmas Day. The best-selling book of all time, of course, is the book that contains the story of Christmas, the Bible. And I could go on, but you get the point, I think. Uh, You didn't come here for trivia that you can grab off the Internet. Uh, But here's the thing. On Christmas morning, so many years ago, something happened that would tear open the fabric of history. And whether or not that day was originally on December the 25th or some other day, something happened 2,000 years ago that would have billions of people celebrating even today around the world. Now, either the story of Christmas, either that story is the invention, the fabrication of a few Galilean fishermen, or on that day, God humbly wrapped himself in human flesh and became one of us in order to save us. What I want to do briefly, briefly this morning is just look at three Uh, Bible prophecies about Christmas. It'll be very brief. Look at those and think about what those mean for us today. So before Jesus, what a prophecy is, what this means is before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, even centuries before, there were some predictions made about this birth, about this arrival. First, there was, and Bordeaux shared this passage with us already today, there was a prophecy about a never-ending kingdom. A never-ending government. Now that is quite a prediction. I mean, every other government, every other kingdom from first century AD has ceased to exist, right? Even the Roman Empire no longer exists. So that's quite a prediction made before Jesus is ever born that he will have a kingdom that will never end. But here goes from Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, this ancient prophecy became reality. And of the increase of his government, Isaiah said, there will be no end. Now think about that. That is a remarkable prediction. A baby born to a couple of peasants in the first century in a backwater part of the world, King Herod the puppet Roman king of that part of the world is cognizant of the predictions and prophecies. And so to make sure that there is no rival to his power, that there is no threat to him, he decides to annihilate all the babies born in a certain period of time, certain window of time in a certain geographical area, Bethlehem. Basically a scorched earth policy. But still, we know Jesus survived And then as he grew up and became the leader that Isaiah prophesied he would be, the Roman Empire then decided to do everything in its power to extinguish this movement, to stop this kingdom from emerging. But alas, here we are in the year 2016. Rome has faded into a subject discussed by archaeologists and classical historians, but Jesus, his kingdom continues. His name is still exalted, he is praised by. Millions, billions even around the world because of his message of love and hope. Of the increase of his, to his kingdom, there will be no end. Every time a person gives their life to Christ, every time someone is baptized in the name of Jesus, that kingdom grows. So there was a prophecy of a never-ending kingdom, a bold prediction. I think you've got to agree with me on that. But a prediction that turns out to be historically and quantifiably verifiable. His kingdom still grows. Here's a second prophecy. This one is given to Mary's fiance. You remember Joseph. So Joseph gets this prophecy, Matthew 1, verse 21. She, Mary, your fiance, she will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their death sins another one-of-a-kind prediction very unique prediction normal predictions are made all of the time for people who want to be king or who want to be president or who want to be the prime minister there are lots of normal predictions he or she is going to bring peace is going to conquer our enemies Or this president is going to help the economy. Or this king is going to end unemployment. Those are the normal sorts of predictions. This one is quite unique, right? It says of Jesus, he will save people from their sins. He will go beyond the superficial, beyond the temporal. He will get to the heart of the matter, which is the matter of the heart. We are sinners and we need to be saved from our sins and that is precisely what king jesus came into the world to do to save you from your sins now before joseph got this prophetic word isaiah prophesied of jesus isaiah 53 verse 5 he was wounded for the wrong we did He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which made us well was given to Him and we are healed because of His wounds. Jesus came to make you well. Jesus came to heal your wounds. He came to deal with the only sickness that is truly terminal, eternally terminal, and that is the sickness of sin. That baby born in Bethlehem so many years ago, grew up, lived a morally perfect life. And because of his love for you and his generous heart, he gave himself on the cross for you to make you right with God. To bring peace to you and God. To end the hostilities between you and your creator. So a kingdom without end and a king who will save us from our sins. Finally, the third prophecy, Jesus would prove that nothing is impossible for God. It says in Isaiah 7, verse 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. What is the sign? (laughs) The virgin will be pregnant. Think about that one. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son And she will name him Emmanuel. That means God with us or God close by. The virgin birth. Even the birth of Jesus is a statement about how what is impossible for us is not impossible for God. As Gabriel told Mary when she was rather surprised as she got this prediction. He told her in Luke chapter 1 verse 37. He said, Mary... Nothing is impossible with God. And I love that. In a world of chaos, in a world where there are old divisions and hatred still at play, in a world that still 2,000 years later has its share of problems, we're reminded that nothing is impossible for God. Because of Christmas, we are part of an eternal kingdom. We have the joy of knowing Our sins have been washed away and we have the hope that comes with knowing that nothing is impossible with God. When we pray, we are talking to one who has no limitations. Now let me conclude this morning with a story that I pulled out of a book by Philip Yancey. The book is called Rumors of Another World. True story. He tells the story of Tierra del Fuego. It took place in the 1500s on on these islands off the coast of Argentina. That's when Magellan's fleet passed by those shores. And when they did, Magellan's sailors noticed fires burning on those shores. The strange thing was this. All of the natives who were on the shoreline tending to those fires paid no attention to the great sailing ships off in the distance. Later, the natives would explain why they considered those ships to be apparitions, why they considered those ships to be kind of figments of their imaginations, not paying any attention to them. The ships were so different, they said, from anything that they had ever seen, from anything that they had ever experienced, they simply could not believe their eyes. And so they paid no attention to those ships on the horizon. Yancey then asks this question. And we, who built the skyscrapers in New York, who build today not just galleons, but space stations and Hubble telescopes that peer to the very edge of the universe, what about us? What are we missing? What do we not see or lack of imagination or faith? Good questions. This Christmas morning, God is inviting you and me, He's inviting us to open our eyes and see. He doesn't want us to miss out on the greatest gift ever given. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of His Son, God's Son, our Savior, into this broken world the name Emmanuel literally means God close by, it means God with us. And in that moment, when God disrupted history, when the Lord came close enough to touch, to heal, and to be one of us, on that moment, we have the hope of salvation. Christmas celebrates when God broke into our world onto our shores, into our lives. But so many people miss it. And I thank you this morning for taking time to get up and get down here and to make sure you're not missing it today. To take time out to celebrate and rejoice in the gift God has given us. However you need to respond this morning, we would invite you to do that as we stand together and continue our worship
2: bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you
3: peace
2: and give you peace. to you.
4: have a seat. Um, Lauren Ramsey comes today to give her life to Christ, to be baptized into Jesus, so I will pass it on to her
8: daddy. Well, Merry Christmas to, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, this was a, a really exciting day for us. Actually, Lauren planned on getting married, married. Uh, married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> she pl- <laughs> that, that's, that, that's tomorrow, not today.) Uh, Lauren planned on getting baptized last week, and we were very excited about it, and everybody was ready for it. And unfortunately, she came down with the flu, and we were disappointed. But at the same time, I thought, boy, you know, how exciting will it be to to for her to get buried? <laughs> Married to Christ,
0: yes, sir.
8: <laughs> baptized on Christmas Day. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I, I would just like to say that um, Lauren has has grown up in this this church her whole life. This has been her Christian home uh, since the day she was born, and I think that she and, and our family has been blessed to be a part of this church. Um, we, we are very blessed, and, you know, with Lauren and I have talked many times about baptism, not marriage, um, <laughs> and a couple of months ago, Lauren and I were having a conversation about it, and one of the things she said was she, you know, Dad, I don't feel like I'm I'm good enough. And in my infinite wisdom, my, my response was, well, of course you're not good enough. Um, you know, that's, no, no one is. It's uh, it's a gift. It's uh, a gift that we need to, to accept. So, um, Lauren, I'm going to ask you today in front of your church family, uh, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He came down to this earth fully as man, fully as God, and and gave his life on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins.
5: I do with all my heart.
8: Amen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Water in the baptistry. It's up there, and it's warm. It's ready. We're going to sing as, uh, as we, as they prepare for this wonderful event. Uh, you know, we just sang step
2: by step. Let's sing that one again. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Well, I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways, and step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days, and I will follow you all of my days, and I will follow you all of my days and step step by step step, you'll you'll lead lead me, me. and And I will follow you all of of my days. Jesus is
3: Lord,
2: my Redeemer, how He loves armor will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory and honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor,
0: power and strength to the Lord.
2: the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord, he's raised up a standard, the power of his blood, the battle belongs to the Lord, and we sing glory and honor, power and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. Well, when your enemy presses and in hard, do not, do not fear, fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, courage my friend, your redemption is near. The battle, battle belongs, belongs to, to the Lord. And, and we, we sing glory, glory and honor, on on power and strength to the Lord. And, and we sing glory, glory Power and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory, honor. Power and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory, honor.
8: Christ our and we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: amen. let's all stand.
4: blessing that we've been using throughout 2016 if you would join me now may the Lord Lord of peace peace himself himself give you peace peace. at all times and in every way the Lord be with all of you and the church said
6: thank you for joining us today in our worship here at the Preston Christ Church of Christ in Dallas Texas You may be coming to Dallas sometime in the future. And if you do come, please worship with us at the Preston Christ Church. We're located on Preston Road, two blocks south of LBJ Expressway. Almost everyone in Dallas knows this intersection. And when you come, you'll be warmly welcomed. In addition to our congregational singing, we've also included recorded music by the Zoe Group. You can find them online at zoegroup.org. Again, thank you for sharing our worship, and may God bless you this week.
3: and time is in his hands beginning and the end beginning and the end the god had three in one father spirit son the lion and the lamb the lion and